good morning happy thursday one more day till friday we're almost there folks almost to the end of another work week let me just tell you this morning let me be your voice of encouragement god is still able he's still willing he's still right there and you may say keisha you don't have anything other than to tell us every day that God is still there. He's still able. He's still willing. Well, what other news would you want to hear first thing in the morning when you don't know what you have to face? Yeah, we have our list of things that we have to do for the day. But what about those unseen things? What about those things that just come and slap us out of nowhere? What about when you go to work and there's something already waiting on your desk? What about that meeting that they call you into that you weren't prepared for? Those things, God is still able. He's still willing. It may have caught us off guard. We may have been caught unprepared, but God is never caught unprepared. There is not one thing that can happen to us that God's going to say, I am so sorry you caught me slipping. No, God is always able. He's always prepared. He's our, he's our best defense attorney. He's there for us. He has whatever it is that we need. And I've had to learn. I've had to put into practice. I've had to put into practice how to quickly snap back into reality. And my reality is, my truth is, is that God is never unprepared. And if God is never unprepared, I believe that he wants us to know that we don't have to be shaken. We don't have to be stirred. God is everything that we need this morning. And I give him glory and I give him praise for the things that he has done. I give him praise for the things that he's yet working out that I can't see. The things that I still cry about. The things that I still wonder, <clears throat> God, are you going to work this out for me? God, are you going to put the pieces of the puzzle together? Those things, I give him praise and glory and honor because I trust him that he's going to work all things out well in his own time. And when he works it out, he's not going to walk away from the scene without leaving us with something. And what is that thing he's going to leave us with? a dynamic and a profound and a dynamite testimony. I believe it with all of my heart. I believe it. I believe him for those rough things. I believe him for those things that you just can't. It's like you keep trying to crank up a car and it just won't turn over. You keep trying to hold on. You keep trying to see the brighter side of the situation. You keep trying to see the silver lining. You keep holding on. And so I just want to say to you this morning, just stay focused on the Lord. Will it be easy? No, it will not be. But I am a witness. I'm your witness that if you want God to keep you, he will keep you. If you want his Holy Spirit because you need it, you know you need his Holy Spirit to be able to walk in self-control, to be able to walk in his peace. When all hell has broken out all around you, at home, at your job, 
at the church, in the community, in the world. You, you'll be able to maintain. You'll be able to still walk in your purpose. You'll be able to still give him praise, glory, and honor because you have your keeper. And your keeper is the Holy Spirit. And if you want the Holy Spirit and you truthfully, you truthfully go to God and say, God, I need your Holy Spirit because I heard that it's a keeper. I need your Holy Spirit because I know it's going to keep me balanced. I know that when I receive your Holy Spirit, I know that I'm going to be more self-controlled. If you ask God and you mean it, he'll give it to you. He will give, he is more than willing. He wants to give you his Holy Spirit because he doesn't want us to be unprepared. He doesn't want us to be undressed. He wants us to be fully dressed. And when we are fully dressed in the things of God, we can't be, we can be knocked down, but we won't be knocked out. Yes, we can be broken, but God wants to put us back together and he will put us back together because he's just that kind of father. So this morning, as I encourage you, I encourage myself and I want to ask you the question again, who will separate you from the love of God? Who will separate you from his love? Who will separate you from his truth? Who came into your life? Who spoke into your life? Who did you invite into your house? Who did you invite around your children? Who did you become hooked up to? Who did you hit your wagon to that has now separated you from the love of God, from his truth, from what you know to be is real? Who? Was it Big Mama? Was it your daddy? Was it your baby mama? Who was it? Was it that co-worker? Was it somebody down at the church? Was it a deacon? Was it your pastor? Who was it? Was it that usher that's on the usher board? Who has separated you from God's love? Who did you let in your weak moments <clears throat> come and tell you that you weren't good enough? That you weren't, God didn't love you because you're supposed to wear blue, but you got on red. You're not supposed to wear red lipstick. You're not supposed to wear open toe shoes. You're not supposed to dye your hair. Who came and told you that God didn't love you? Who came and told you that you weren't worthy enough? You weren't good enough? Who came into your life that told you, that pointed you out everything and then turned around and looked at themselves and looked at their crew of people and looked at their group and said, well, you know what? You, you, you don't fit our criteria. So you know what? You, you go sit over there. And until you're good enough to come and sit with us, you go and you sit over there. We got to get our love walk together because we got it. You, we, we have missed the mark. We have missed the mark. And I'm not talking about the people in the world. I'm talking about the people in the body of Christ. We've gotten it twisted. We've gotten it twisted. Like Keith Sweat used to say, you got me twisted again. We got it twisted and we need to go back. We need to go back and let God teach us how to love people. 
teach us how to love people until they get to where they need to be in Christ. Because no man is an island. You're not good enough. You're not better than anybody and nor am I better than anybody. God loves us all so much that he said he doesn't want anyone to perish. Now it comes a time when that person has to make a choice. But even like I said before, even if they don't make the choice, it's still not, it's still not your job to make them feel like a dirty dish rag, to make them feel like you're a welcome mat on your front door, on your front porch. That's not our job. Our job is to love. Our job is to love. And if we can't do that, if we have people second guessing the church, then we got to go back and we got to ask God to show us something again. Open up our understanding again. Take us out of flesh because we have missed the mark. And there are people who they won't come to church. They won't come to the building because when they come to the building, they get, look, the, the, you, we're looking down our nose at them. We're looking down our nose at them. And so they won't come to church because they can get that kind of treatment out in the world. Now, there are some people who refuse to come to church just because they just don't want to, they just don't want to live right. They don't want to get it together. But for those that want to come into the body of Christ, into the building, because that's what it's all about now, coming to the, the building, you never hear anybody say, okay, we're going to have church in the park. We're going to have a service unto the Lord in the park so that we <clears throat> break this this because to me it's a curse to me it's a curse how we put a building ahead of God ahead of what the truth is ahead of what God wants and what he wants is for our souls to be saved he wants our loved ones to be saved he wants them to be washed by the blood of Jesus Christ and let me tell you that can happen with two or three people in a parking lot that can happen in your garage. That can happen out on a street corner. That can happen in a grocery store. But because we put so much emphasis on an address, on a building, that we've lost focus of what it is that God really wants. And let me say this again in all humility, but I say it in the force and the strength of God. When it comes to God, and when it comes to his word, I ain't scared of nobody because God has given me his courage. He's given me his boldness and he's given me his truth. He's had to, in the last week or so, sit me down and calm me down and say, Keisha, you know, I know it's a bunch of emphasis on this in the church. It's a bunch of emphasis on that in the church. He said, but my word is just simply A, B, C, D. He, God had to say, it's, it's just my word. People are putting too much extraness into just serving me and pleasing me. And they're making the load heavier than what it has to be when all they have to do is just read my word and do what my word says and stop trying to put their spin on it. Stop trying to put a little extra tassel over here 
and put an extra little bit of color over here. And then if we just kind of critique this over here a little bit. And you know, a seasoned woman of God said to me last night, she said, Keisha, she said, what the issue is in some of these churches is that people are making their own rules. They're making their own rules. They're making their own standards. And it has nothing to do with God. It doesn't give God any glory. And what God asked me a few months ago, he said, Keisha, if I don't get the glory, what's the point? So why would I tell you to do something that it's just a waste of your time when it's not going to give God glory. So I want to say to you this morning, whoever has made you doubt God's love for you, whoever has come into your life because you've been naive, just not thinking clearly, caught up in the cares of life and you've allowed someone to come into your life or a group of people to come into your life and those people or that person has separated you from the love of God. There is good news that God wants you to come back over. That he wants to love you back to wholeness. Why? Because he is just that kind of father. That even when we foolishly allow things to come into our lives that separate us slowly but surely from his love. He still wants to come back. He still wants to, he, he's still waiting because he wants us, his children, to be under his covering of love, his hand of protection. That's what God wants. And he wants to take away all this other extra stuff that don't give him glory. He wants to prune away all that stuff. He wants to cut off all that dead stuff he wants to make the load a little bit lighter in serving him. And what I mean by that is that God's word can stand alone. It doesn't need us to dress it up. All he wants us to do is believe his word and live his word. And he wants to take away all this other stuff that we're burdened down with. Well, if I don't, if I don't go by this, if I don't go by this list of things, if I don't check this off the list, well, you know, if I don't look like this or if I don't do this, then, you know, I guess I'm not, I, I guess I don't fit, I guess I don't fit the standard. I guess I don't fit the model. When God gave us his perfect model, and that was Jesus Christ, and that is who we need to model ourselves after. We have to begin to be more mindful. We have to begin to be more careful. We have to rethink some decisions. We have to cut some people out of our lives that have separated us from the love of God. And when you are in a conversation with someone, it could be on your job. It could be somebody that you meet at church's chicken. And you're engaging in a conversation about what's supposed to be God. And something hits you in the pit of your stomach that says, oh, there's something about that I just don't agree with. Mm -mm -mm. No. Quickly go into prayer. Quickly call that handful of seasoned believers, like-minded believers, and say, hey, I need to run something by you. 
What do you think about this? What is what is God saying about this? What does the word say about this? And through the mouth of another like-minded believer, God will speak his truth. So if something doesn't set well with you, pray. Pray with a sincere heart. Pray and say, God, I just, I just really want to know what this is. I really, because we don't want to be left ignorant, nor does God want us to be left ignorant. And then you get, I'm so thankful that I have a strong support system. I have a very strong support system that are prayer warriors, that are anointed, that hear from God, that have been in the trenches with me and my family. And at any given time, all I got to do is send a text and I know they're going to go into prayer on my behalf for what my petition is and what my question is. And God loves us so much. He wants to give us an answer because it's too much stuff happening around us where we need to be weighed down with foolishness, nonsense, uh, rituals, and, 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 uh, little things that people do to make it look like it's God and God is saying, now, why are you, why are you even doing that? Why are you even, what does that give me any kind of glory? No, it doesn't give God glory. It doesn't, God is saying it doesn't give me glory. It gives the building glory. It gives the group glory, but it doesn't give me glory. And anybody under the sound of my voice that's listening to this, you can't get upset because if it doesn't give God glory, then it's useless. It's pointless. So I want to say to you this morning in our humility that God loves all of us. He loves all of us enough that he doesn't want to leave us ignorant. He doesn't want us to ever feel like he doesn't love us. And if we ourselves have made someone feel lesser than, made them feel like God doesn't love them because they don't fit what our model is, we need to ask God to forgive us and reteach us. And we need to go back to that person and ask for their forgiveness. And don't say, if I hurt you, that's not an apology. You say that I hurt you. I sincerely apologize. And I'm asking God to change that part of me so that I don't hurt you or anyone else. So this is all good news. Pass this podcast to two people that you know need a word of encouragement. Bless someone today. Love on someone today. Go to those people that you have relationships with. If you got to send a text or call, stop by the house and say, hey, are we okay? Is everything all right? And make sure that those relationships stay healthy and ask those questions from time to time. It's okay. And then when you feel compelled, when you feel compelled to pray for someone today, pray for someone today. When they cross your mind, pray for them today. And please know that better, greater, it is sooner, not later, because God is making the the load a little bit lighter. He's lessening the burdens that we carry. And some of those burdens, they do come from within the body of Christ. They do come from other like-minded believers. Why? Because there's a human side to us. And sometimes in that humanness, we just tend to put a little too much on it. 
But God wants to change all of that. And that is good news. So you all pray for me. I'm going to continue to pray for you. We're going to love better. We're going to give better. We're going to do things in excellence today. Not perfection, but excellence. Because we're going to do it as we're doing it unto God. I love you. Until next time. Bye-bye.